Hi, this is Angela. Thank you for joining me on part two of doing the work. In this part of the podcast, we're going to talk about how to do the work, examples of doing the work, clues on where to look to do the work, and the benefits of why you should do it. Thank you for joining me. The Spiritual Life with Angela Boswell. I have another guest coming in. So, Mary, um, I'm so glad for you to join us today, and I look forward to hearing what you have to say. Hi, how Hi. are you? Good, how are, good, good, good. I just want to, you know, I had a chance to go through your, like, the newsletter and do the work, and I have to say, you know, we go through life, and and I've said this maybe before, but you know, we're so busy. I mean, don't get the chance to stop and think about ourselves. And especially as we get older, we become parents or we're taking care of our parents and we have to work and deal with so many things that I think sometimes we forget about us, you know. And I have to say, I really enjoy your do the work section in the newsletter after your blog. Because it really makes, gives me the time as a reminder. I would love to be like Julie and live on water and I could just days, you know, just automatically sit and watch and be in that peaceful place. But sometimes yeah. uh, it's hard to remember to take the time out for yourself. And I do have to say that do the work, the questions you ask really make me think. And to be open and honest and to be a better person and, and not to forget about taking care of me, you know, as you're taking care of everybody else. And sometimes we get into these habits or sometimes we tolerate things that we normally wouldn't tolerate, you know, or accept and, uh, or deal with and, you know, just drawing a line, like, wait, I need to focus on me. So I just want to say, you know, those questions that you ask really hit straight on and really are eye-opening. They really help. The questions really help me to answer the questions, Thank honestly. You. Thank you so much. And, you know, that's one of the things that I say to people all the time is I probably don't have your answers, but I sure have a lot of great questions. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's like... If we all been saying we all go through different things in our lives and different points and different experiences so not one thing works for everybody no, and not everybody's going to have the same answer but the right. question really hits zeros in to make you think it does make you stop and think and like let me do this and then and the tools you know i know you mentioned you know discussion of tools and you know if there's people who struggle to find what's right for them. And I think yeah. that's a great help with the tools that uh, you're mentioning because, you know, some people just forget they're there to use to, for, to, for, to help you become a better person, you know, yourself. So I think the tools are great. But like you said, you have to use them. You just, I think would be most frustrating is like here are the tools and the people are not ready to do them 
you know, but they mm-hmm. think they're ready, but they're not ready because <laughs> they would do it. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, it's like, it's two parts. One is learning the tool. Right. And then the exactly. second is, you know, using it for your own self-awareness and evaluation. And there, there are many, many, many people out there that know all the tools and they're even teaching them to others, but they don't take it to that second step of using it for self-reflection. And you, you don't, you don't need to have a tool or a question for, or meditate for self-reflection. I think really all it takes is awareness, awareness of, of your situation and your actions and your thoughts and um, you know, creating that awareness. But many times I, I know for me, I need a tool to help me create the awareness, to give me a clue of where to look. Um, exactly. When you, get, you know? Oh, I agree. I mean, we do. And, I, you know, like I said, I think sometimes we get so wrapped in our lives and everything that it's nice to have a tool and, and to think like, I got to do this for me take that time to do it for me because we get so involved with everybody else mm-hmm. and but we have to be honest with ourselves we can't if you're gonna if you're gonna be filling out a questionnaire and you're gonna lie about it you're not helping anybody you know <laughs> or you're not or you're obviously not ready to do the work <laughs> but yeah i mean most important you need the tools and be open to do the work <laughs> yeah. and yeah there are times in life where it's easier for us to do the work than others you know when when I was in college I I was in school full-time and I worked two jobs and there wasn't much time for me to think at all about me Mm -hmm. and what I wanted my awareness I was just on that you know that treadmill trying to just make ends meet and then again when my daughter was small or you know working full-time and all these different things and so I think it's a really good point that you're making is that it's not always easy for us to find time for self-reflection and growth and awareness, but even carving out, like carving out this time on Monday nights, you know, if you can just let this be your time where it gives you an opportunity or an excuse to think about yourself and what's going on and to reflect a little bit, it'll carry over in the background for the rest of the week. Yes, like a different answer. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so, you know, and I, I just I agree with her and you and Julie so much that we don't have to follow these rules of spirituality uh, to have self growth, self growth, and to evolve. Yeah, you know, we are each all on our own journeys, and you know, as I was saying with her, something that's that's easy for me may be hard for you or may something that's easy for you may be hard for me depending on all of the emotions and experiences that led up to that one action that has to be taken for there to be change and that's really what we're dealing with is all of that emotional connotation that drives us to the place where we have to make this decision and we don't want to and we put it off because we didn't want to deal with it. That's what we're really looking at. I agree. I agree. I think it comes, it comes more in your face. You need to do this. It becomes stronger. Every time you say, nope, not yet, it comes back <laughs> even harder towards you and 
right in your face. You need to take care of this now. <laughs> and, you know, it's like that analogy. It's like, you know, God will tap you on the shoulder and give you a little nudge. Yes. And then the baseball bat comes out like, hello, <laughs> you have to deal with this now. This is what it is. <laughs> yeah, you can't, you can't postpone it anymore. Yeah. It, it's I, not easy, but once you do, it's not, it's not, it's hard doing it. But once you do it, it's not so hard after. Yeah. Because you already did it. You and did you'll the never, hardest part. Yeah, you'll never have to deal with it in that way again. It'll never intimidate you like that again. It'll never take exactly. up that much space in your head again. Never. Um, exactly. Because you faced it. You faced that whole, you know, I was saying all that connotation that leads up to it. You faced all that and you realized you're still here. And that life got better. And so you'll never put yourself in that position again. No. You know, you'll, it's easier to set boundaries or, you know, like, no, I've been yeah. here. Sorry, this yeah. is not for me. Sorry, not mine. Yeah. <laughs> not mine yeah. to work on anymore. I, I did my work. <laughs> yeah. Or you'll see the red flag and you'll say, oh, there's a red flag. I'm avoiding this yeah. person in the situation. Whereas when we were younger, we'd see a red flag and we'd be like, Oh, look, a red flag. Isn't that pretty? I wonder what that's about. <laughs> I bet I could cure them of that red flag. Exactly. I, I was going to say, <laughs> or I could fix that red flag and make it green. <laughs> I can fix him and I can heal him. And oh, there's mm -hmm. another red flag. He has a whole collection of red flags. They're beautiful. <laughs> yeah. I think, um, I think when we're younger, we think that. And then we realize later that not everything is ours to take on and we have right. no obligation to do it. And we have the, the choice daily on what we decide to let in. That's right. That's their work to do. Not mine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My work was figuring that out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And taking the steps to avoid, you know, stay away from it. <laughs> exactly. I've done my work, which led me to getting far away from this person or avoiding <laughs> them. That's all the work I've done. So, um, not that, not that you're finished by any means, but you're finished with that no. particular lesson, right? Yeah, exactly. On to the next. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that makes sense. Well, thanks for, for joining me today. Thank any you. final words? No, I just want to thank you. Thank you for these talks. Cause like I said, it, you know, makes me make the time for it for me and for the, your newsletter. Oh, thank you so much, Mary. I think she was saying for the newsletter. That's what, um, that's what I mentioned at the first part of the show is that every month on my newsletter and on my blog, I write an article about stuff. And then I ask you to do the work at the end of the article, which is a list of questions for you to ask yourself about the content. And if you're curious about that and you don't receive my newsletter, just go to my website and sign up for it there. It's AngelaBoswell.com. And uh, if you click on newsletter, you can read the past ones there and read those articles and do the work. I think we, Gosh, we probably have a year's worth on there right now. So um, you're welcome to do that. No charge, nothing like that. Okay, so uh, to answer Nancy's question, I think the um, some of the tools that you can use for self-reflection, um, tarot cards, I, I like tarot. Um, I'm not an expert in it at all. I say that just about everything that, um, that I study. 
uh, or Oracle cards. They're a little easier. They have a message on the front or they have a book that you look it up. And then, you know, the, the key to these things like an Oracle card is you don't just ask a question or read the card and be like, oh, wow, that's cool. There's my answer. Right. Um, you read it with an awareness of what am I learning about myself through the message on this card. Um, other things that you can use uh, to get messages and self-reflection, a pendulum will help. It helps you, lead you in the right direction. Um, meditation is another uh, tool to use to, you know, to get the information in. And um, if I think of any others while we're on today, I will, uh, I'll list them, but I just wrote down that may be a topic for another talk is um, like uh, esoteric uh, or spiritual tools for self-reflection. And I could go through each one of those, um, each one of those in details in a further talk. Um, I have another guest coming on right now. And then um, I also am going to talk about clues to when we're experiencing something that we need to look at. So we'll get to that next. I have Dave here now that'd like to come on. So um, hi, Dave. How are you doing? It's very nice to meet you. Hello. Hello, everyone. Hi. I'm sorry. I've only been here for like two seconds. I don't really know what the topic of discussion is, but I just, it's better than talking to yourself, right? <laughs> right. Right. So um, today we're talking about the spiritual practice of doing the work and uh, when something comes up in your life and you need to look at it, why you need to look at it, the steps you need to take for self-reflection and why it's important to develop self-reflection and do the work of changing things in your life. Totally. For sure. <laughs> okay. Some people never even, it never dawns on them to like improve or anything like that. They just like play video games and it's, that's just the way it is, I, you know, or have like a lot of emotional baggage. It's horrible, you know? Yeah. Or they complain that their life isn't getting better and yet they never leave their home or open themselves up to any kind of risk or new experiences or make themselves vulnerable to any type of judgment for putting themselves out there. So how can people like yeah. that, you know, expect change if they're not going out to open themselves you up gotta, to it? You got to practice. Practice makes perfect. You know? Exactly. And I think that. What are you so um, afraid? What are people so afraid of? Like getting hurt? Like. Yeah, I think change is scary for a lot of people. Um, you know, it's it's easier. You may be unhappy, but at least you know what you have. You know, putting yourself out there and taking a risk and making yourself vulnerable can be quite scary. I mean, you could be judged. People can make fun of you. No, um, no risk, no reward. Exactly. Exactly. We're all so playing a game what, of life here, you know. So, what about you? Has, ha, has there been sorry, something in in what about you? Has there been something in your life where you maybe you put it off or procrastinated it because you didn't want to deal with it, but when you finally did it, life got much easier or better? Yeah, I mean everything. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And we spent, we're our own worst enemy. We spend a lot of time stressing ourselves out or like second guessing or like, you know, 
we're creating problems in our head that we may, may never even have to, you know, deal with. And it's just, if you knew better, you would do better. So you got to do better, you know? Yeah. I think right, a lot right? of, I think a lot of people, um, they, they don't know what they want and they forget to even think about what they want. You know, they just wake up and each day looks the same as the day before and they they lose the desire to want something or maybe they don't think they deserve uh, being able to want something and want a better life. And, you know, I see that a lot. And I think that's just it's so sad. But our society numbs us with all the the messages and the social media and the civil disruption and all this crazy stuff going on in the world right now. I think we lose ourselves sometimes. What do you think? Uh, I mean, I don't even, I don't watch, I don't partake in none of that and none of that. I feel a lot better not, you know, watching movies or being influenced by anything or whatever, but it's really like this. Like they don't have uh, anybody to, teaching or they don't have a good example or they you know they um they don't know that that's option you know what i mean right yeah some most people like they don't like um i can't really explain it but the yeah, internet I think only a has lot. so many answers you know it's like yeah. knowledge you're not you know, it's you can't really there's no wise, old wise man in the in the town to ask questions that nobody you know, you know what I mean there's nobody to yeah well the internet's say. full of information but not answers necessarily right right um, yeah, yeah exactly you know and I, and I think all of our answers are you know are, it, it's within it's going within and whether you you know find that through church um or you know following a, a certain religion or if you find it in reading books that you really like or you know going to groups or having a hobby or doing things socially or you know it, it, it's all about reflecting on everything that we're witnessing in the outside world and reflecting it on it and seeing how it affects us and how we feel about it and you know being being willing to to be honest with ourselves and see ourselves honestly um i think that's what doing the work is all about and we do the work so that we can grow and evolve um and have better lives maybe but i agree with you you know it, but we're there's not nothing much you can stuff. do about whatever's going on or whatever so that's just waste my time even caring because it's just and everything's so negative and foul and well, I, don't, I don't need it. Yeah. That's why it's head. our job. You know I mean? It's our job to create our own reality. And we create that by choosing, like actively choosing what we're going to experience. And it sounds like you've done that by saying, I'm not going to watch the news and be involved in all this social media stuff and, and all of that. You know, each time you choose to not be a part of that, you are intentionally choosing what you will be a part of because you know it's not that. So therefore it's something else. 
And I think that that's what we can do is we can continue to actively select what we're going to experience. And that's what creates our own personal realities. And that's why my reality looks different than your reality, which looks different than Mary's reality and Nancy's reality. It's all based on the decisions that we make and the choices we make that determines what we experience. And so I agree with you to go back to that. If you want a different experience, you make different choices. You know, I mean, look it, how I we treat it. each other just because we're we all think differently. You know, we have a different opinion, mm-hmm. or this and that, and this and that. You know, it's people. We're mean. We're, people are mean. You know. <laughs> right? You know, if you, yeah, I think people are angry and they don't know how to manage it anymore. And the old systems that we used to follow are gone. And people are just like raw nerves out there or like fifth graders, you know, just like venting and outraged and, um, you know, it's, yeah, insensitive. And I, I agree with you. And perhaps this is all coming up at this time for us to look at it and be affected by it so we can be, you know, a part of changing it by, being that person that isn't that way and, you know, being nice and smiling and, you know, maybe it's what someone else needed to see on that day was one smile to make them shift their perspective on people being insensitive. Um, That's the only way that we can shift this is by creating it. It's got to, um, I I can't explain it, but. You just yeah, but you forget my language. At, but you gotta like unfuck yourself. You gotta un, <laughs> you know, you gotta un. Forget everything you yeah. knew because most of it's a lie, and it's just, it's just, it is wild. This, this is really wild. Yeah, well, it's happening for a reason, and it's important that we're here to witness it, so that we can choose what we want to experience and choose differently. I mean, that's our responsibility as humans on this earth is to choose differently, choose what we want and not just be caught up in the turmoil of, you know, the current around us. We have to step well, out of learn. that. And, and Knowledge choose. is power. Come on. Communicate mm-hmm. with being so, you know, uptight or whatever, you know? Yeah. And, you Spread know, the love. Just, human. Yeah, just be human. You know, at the heart of every human, we just want to be loved and we want to belong. You know, that's what it's all about. That That's all we really want in this world. No matter how we cover it up and how we act out, that's really what it's all yeah. about. And we've got to remember that. Yeah. You know, it's just those two things, to be loved and to belong somewhere to something. You know, some people don't know how to do it. You know, they weren't given a good example. Like, you know, somebody loved them and tried to teach them, you know, like if somebody tries to teach you how to ride a bike and then they push you and you fall and they don't try no more, then you kind of never learn that skill in life, you know? Yeah. Well, you know, we're each here um, having our own experiences in the way that we need to have it to learn what we're here to learn. And um, thank you for joining me, Dave. Um, just going on to that point a little more is that, you know, everyone here is having a different experience. And the experiences that we have, that's what we're here 
to have to learn and to grow and to become that person that we're always becoming and evolving. And for each person, it's different. And some people do grow up with mentors and wonderful homes and they don't have a lot of, of problems early on, but they don't get through life unscathed. No one gets through life unscathed. It's not possible. <laughs> we are here in order to grow. In order to grow, we have suffering. Now, perhaps you don't see the suffering of others, you know, or maybe they give this great facade so you think that their life's perfect, but it's not. Everyone has something that they are dealing with, that they're working on, that they that they just are struggling with no matter what. So we all have those things and sometimes they're apparent and sometimes they aren't. But it's our job as humans to continue to evolve, to actively choose what we are experiencing and to change those things that are not in alignment with our best intentions and goals and how we want to live our lives. And you sometimes it takes courage to build up in us so that we can make those those wiser choices for ourselves. Okay, so thank you all for joining me. I'm going to invite some guests back again in a few more minutes. So um, if there's some things that you want to ask or comment on, get that ready in a little bit. But right now, I want to talk about the clues that life gives us when we're experiencing something that we need to look at and to do the work so that we can change things. Okay, so here's some examples for you to just be on the lookout in your life. If this happens, um, it may be time for you to look at something that you want to shift. The first one is someone from your past comes back around. Now, last week we talked about Mercury retrograde. And so, you know, for the next, I think we've been in it a week already. I think it started, oh gosh, I got it wrong last week, but I think it started on the ninth. Um, and it goes for three weeks and three and a half weeks. It's four times every year. And uh, it's a perfect time for us to look at our stuff and do the work. So someone from your past may have come back into your life. That's a great time for you to look at yourself and reflect. Um, or perhaps you visit your family and you fall into the patterns of your childhood. So there you are again. You're the oldest child. You're the leader. You go visit your family and everybody turns to you and expects you to take all the responsibility and to take the lead on everything and looks to you to make all the plans and do everything and make all the decisions. Perhaps it's not something you want to do anymore, even though you've been doing it since you were seven years old, you don't want to do it anymore. So now it's time for you to do the work and to communicate to other family members that you don't want to be the leader anymore. And perhaps, you know, you go visit your family, it comes up in your face, you are upset, and you just, you're stressed out, you don't want to be there, you don't want to go, you're there, and then all of a sudden, it all hits the fan when you're there. That's a great time for you to look at yourself, do some self-reflection, and say, why am I still in this pattern? Why do I still repeat this behavior when it's something I don't want to do anymore? I have to have the courage to speak up to my family and tell them that I'm not going to be the family leader anymore. Okay. I hope that's a, a good, clear example. Um, 
here's some other clues. Maybe you've begun dating someone new and after a few months, you feel like you are in a rerun from your past relationship. And it's like, dang, this person looks completely different than that person. They act very different. I thought for sure that this person was going to be so different and that I finally made a good choice and here I am again back in the same relationship. Well, that's because you didn't do the work and choose differently. Or maybe you started a new job and you love this new job and then you realize after a few weeks that your old boss is just like this new boss. Or this new, I guess I should say this new boss is just like the old boss, right? Um, so that's a new thing. That's something for you to look at when you're saying to yourself, Oh God, here I am again. <laughs> How'd I get here? Oh my gosh. I'm going through this again. How did I end up in this again? I thought it would be so different this time. Great opportunity for you to look at, at yourself or someone says something that really gets you going and you overreact to their words and you wonder why you did it. Like, gosh, she just said this one thing. Why did I scream at her? I didn't mean to do that. It just came right out of my mouth. Well, then there's something there that that's triggering you and you need to do some work around that. And you have to spend time sitting in it and looking at it. Another thing is uh, maybe you can't seem to get traction in your life. You want to move forward, but you just can't find the energy or the interest to do it. That could be a time for you to do self-reflection. Um, you agree to things or say yes to things that you don't want to do or you dread an upcoming event why did i say yes i don't want to go why do i have to go this is just going to be a horrible experience i don't want to be there oh okay then you need to look at why you're there why you said yes um, also look at anything that you procrastinate, whether it's a conversation, a decision, a change in routine or dealing with a customer, there's something there that you need to look at. Okay. Where are you procrastinating? Where are you putting off having interactions or dealing with something that you need to do that you don't want to do? Because there, there's something there you need to look at. Um, next, maybe you judge people quickly and then you find it difficult to change your mind about them, even if they prove you wrong. So you're like, you know, from the minute I met her, I didn't like her. And then I got to know her and she's okay, but I still don't like her. Right. Okay. Well, why, what is there about her that is triggering something in you? Perhaps it's reminding you of something about yourself that you don't like about yourself. So you're going to keep her far away so that you don't have to look at yourself. Right. I mean, that, that's basic psychology there, but I'm just throwing it out there because it could be a little clue that, oh my gosh, this is a place I need to look. Um, you may feel like people are always misinterpreting what you're trying to say, and perhaps you're not saying it clearly and you need to reflect on that. Um, maybe you try to be perfect and not make any mistakes and this perfectionism, it hinders you from doing things because you want to make sure they're perfect before you finish it or let it go or before anybody sees it it just has to be perfect well why does it have to be perfect and to what standard and how did you create that standard something to look at um you may feel powerless in the situation you're involved in so you're like, i'm just powerless to do it they have complete control you know they're running the show i'm just here i don't know what to do okay why why did you agree to that situation? Why did that feel comfortable for you? 
I'm going to have a talk in a couple of weeks too on things that are familiar and how um, how the feeling of familiarity sometimes leads us down the wrong road. And I just wrote that down so I won't forget about that. That's something that we can discuss in a couple of weeks. Okay. Um, if you're scared about something and you want to avoid it, that's a great indication that it's something you need to look at. Like, oh God, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. Oh, that just that's going to be so scary. I don't want to do it. Well, where's the fear coming from? What's instigating the fear? What led up to the fear? Why is the fear there? That's what you need to look at. So basically, and this is just to, to put this in a nutshell here, basically anything that causes a more negative emotion in you is a place to start. If you feel anger, fear, anxiety, dread, if you're critically judging something without even investigating it, if you always jump to the worst case scenario, if you try to manipulate or control a situation, any of these reactions would be a great place for you to start as a place to look on where you need to do some work. Okay. So when you, so, so let's, um, let's kind of recap this for a second. So what we first talked about was doing the work, the spiritual work, right? So why do we need to do the work? Um, we talked about the reasons people don't do the work. We talked about, um, the whole spirituality aspect of doing the work and some of the different issues that go around that. And then we started looking at clues as to places to look when you know that you need to do some work. And that's what I just talked about where um, any negative emotions that are coming up, procrastination, anger, fear, anxiety, dread, avoidance, any of those things that come up, that's like a little finger pointing at you going, hey, 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 this is where you need to look. You got some stuff here. And, it, and the reason you have to look at that right now is because that's what's coming up now and things come up in the time that you're supposed to look at them. Okay, so next I'm going to move into um, how do you do this work? So you're going along, you have a reaction, you're like, oh my gosh, look at that reaction. I need to do some work here and do some self-reflection, right? So now where do you start? Where do you start with the self-reflection? So here are some questions that you can ask yourself. And I'm going to slow down a little bit because I know when I get excited, I start talking really fast <laughs> and I get, I get people complaining later. They're like, you need to repeat this part or I didn't quite get that part. You're talking too fast. I couldn't write it down. So I'm going to slow down this, this little part of it, just in case you want to write these things down. I think this is probably the most important part of our talk today is how do you start doing the work when you have identified an, an issue and you become aware that you need to do the work around a certain topic of your life? What do you do next? And how do you start doing the work? Okay, so here we go. Get your pencils ready. <laughs> People still use pencils? I think so. Okay. Um, oh, one more thing before I say this too, is if there's anything that I'm talking about, and you agree with me and you really like the point that I'm making, could you just let me know? There's a little um, icon at the bottom of the screen that you're looking at right now that looks like hands are clapping. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. That's the way to do it. So when I say something that you agree with and you, you want me to know that you agree with it or you, you like that point and you agree with that point, could you just push on that little button? It's an applause button. 
and there's no commitment or anything like that. But if you could just push on that and just let me know that you're out there and that you like what I'm saying so that I know that I should continue on that path. I would just really appreciate it. Okay. So to start doing the work, here are the questions that you can ask yourself. Number one, how did this situation start? What are the roots of it? Where did this, where, where was the beginning of this situation, right? What, what's the root cause of this thing that I'm dealing with right now? Does it go back to my childhood? Does it go back to my first love? Does it go back to my idea and perception of my own self-worth? Is it rocking my identity and what I think of myself? Like, when did this first start? When is the first time I had this? Like, like with the um, this situation, say that you're the oldest child and you're back in the family situation and you're always the leader and you don't want to be the leader anymore. So you got to trace that all the way back to, you know what? When I was seven years old, I remember my mom saying to me, you are now the leader of the family and you're the one that has to make the decisions. And I resent that. So I'm carrying this and I've been carrying this since I was seven years old. That's when it started. That's what it's coming from. And because I was treated that way, I ended up taking on leadership positions in every community association I joined, every job that I had. I've always been the leader and I don't want to be anymore. Right. So just go back to what the roots are. Where did this really start? Probably wasn't just yesterday. The next, the next thing, you know, I'm going to number these. So then that way, if you're taking notes, it may be a little bit easier for us to follow. That was number one. How did the situation start? Number two, what about the situation reminds me of my past? And why? What about the situation reminds me of my past? And why? So when have I been through this before? What did it look like then? How did I handle it then? Right? Because you want to know, is this a pattern? Do I always do this? How do I stop it? I don't want to do it anymore. Just like Nancy was saying earlier, right? That's number two. Number three, what feelings am I having now that I've had before about this? Follow-up questions to the feelings I've had before about this is, when did I have them? How is this circumstance the same? How are the people now like the people I encountered before? Okay, so what you're doing here is sometimes we can't see it. Sometimes we cannot see that we are perpetuating a pattern. We're repeating this cycle that we've been through before and we just can't see it. But we know we felt like this before, right? We know that, oh my God, here I go again. I feel like this again. Oh, I hate this feeling. I hate it. I hate it, right? Sometimes it's easier for us to identify that, that we're having this really crappy feeling again that we've had before. You know, it's not unfamiliar to us to feel this way. So that's the place to look is, okay, what am I feeling? And what have I felt this way before? And that's a clue to the pattern. Does that make sense? 
That was number three. Number four, ask yourself, what about this situation is in my control and what isn't in my control? And am I trying to control the outcome here? So what about this situation can I control, right? Most times it's nothing except our own responses and interpretation, right? So just kind of get clear on that and just be like, you know what? I can't control my other family members thinking that I'm always the leader. So I'm just not going to put myself in that position anymore. I can control that and they're going to have to figure it out. And one of them's going to have to step up and make all the decisions. I mean, not interacting, they are going to be put in a position where they have to step up. So what is in my control? What isn't? And am I trying to control the outcome? Okay, that's number four. Number five, can I just trust and let this go? Is it even mine? Okay. And two, when I say that about, can I just trust and let this go? I don't mean just like, oh, it doesn't bother me. I'm fine. I'll walk away. No biggie. Right? I don't mean that. I mean, like, let it go, sister, right? Or brother. I have some brothers out there too. So sisters and brothers, just let this go. Okay. Let it go. Hand it over to God or your higher power or your source or however you, your higher self, however you see that higher being, give it over to them. Maybe it's not for you to solve. So can you just trust everything's going to be okay if you turn this over to your higher power? And again, is it even yours to handle? Is this even you? Does this even belong to you? You know, why are you claiming this if it doesn't belong to you? And if you didn't create it, why are you claiming it as your own? Perhaps it's someone else's. And perhaps the fact that you're interfering with this whole thing is preventing someone else from having the experience that they need to have in order for them to do the work, in order for them to grow. Right? I'm going to repeat that. Perhaps... You interfering in this situation and trying to control it is preventing someone else that's involved. It's preventing them from going through the stuff they need to go through, perhaps the suffering that they need to go through so that they will do their own work and they will evolve. And you're preventing that. You're enabling them by trying to control the situation. Maybe you should just let it go and let them step up and let them do the work and let them grow. Not everything is for you to do. That was number five. Number six. What purpose is this having in my life? Okay. Why am I going through this? What the heck? <laughs> that's what I asked myself. And that, that's, of course, using calm terms, you know. But it's like, what is going on here? What's the purpose of having this in my life? Why am I going through this? What am I learning here? And I'm going to give you guys like a little spiritual secret right now. So definitely get your pencil ready. When I do not know why I'm going through something, 
I say a prayer and it's really easy. My prayer is, God, please show me what I cannot see. And it works every single time. Now, it may take a day. It may take three days. It may take a week. Usually, honestly, usually it takes about three days. Because I don't know what I can't see. Right? But my higher power does. He, she, they, however you want to term it. Non-gender pronouning. They're looking down at me. They're like, gosh, she can't even see it. Why doesn't she just ask us to show her? Then maybe we can give her a clue and she can move on. She'll quit worrying about this. She'll quit bothering us about this, right? So that's my prayer. And that's my secret. Um, that's Today's talk, you get a secret. And that is a secret right there because it works every single time. God, please show me what I cannot see. And if you use that with, what's the purpose that I'm going through this? What's the purpose of having this issue in my life? Say it about that. You'll get your answer in a couple of days. And it may even be the same day. I don't know, but it, it takes me about three days. But you may dream something where the answer comes to you. Someone may say something. Um, a message will be sent to you. Or you'll just have an absolute revelation where in the middle of your shower, right? The water's coming down your head. You're like, oh, my God, I get it now. Now I know why I'm going through this, right? So say that prayer and it'll happen for you too. And the seventh one is how am I benefiting from this situation? Okay, um, I have a theory and we'll go into this at another time because I know I'm gonna run out of time today if I don't wind this up. Um, I have a theory we only do things that benefit us. And people say to me all the time, oh, he's so mean to me, how am I benefiting from this? And I say, there's gotta be a reason you're benefiting or you wouldn't stay. Honestly, we don't do things that we don't benefit from. And once we stop benefiting, we stop doing the behavior. So ask yourself that too. How am I benefiting from this? And it may be in a way that you can't even see. But if you ask yourself that question, the answer will come to you. Maybe I'm benefiting from this because maybe I'm in a really horrible marriage, but um, I'm benefiting because... He pays the bills and paid for the house or something like that. Or, you know, maybe I hate my job, but I'm benefiting from it because I'm getting a good paycheck, right? Or maybe I'm getting the attention that I want or, you know, whatever it is, it, it may even be like a negative thing that's viewed negatively, how we're negatively benefiting from it, but we're still getting something from it. So look at the situation and ask yourself, how am I benefiting from this, even if it's not a pleasant answer? And that will help you determine as well. So those are the seven questions that I have that can help you through this. Um, now, why do the work? And this, this is my last section, okay? Because I'm going to run out of time here, even though I allotted myself an hour and a half. Now I'm up to almost two hours. Benefits of doing this work, you'll see your, yourself clearly. You'll understand your path better. There will be no more drama in your life, no more bad decisions in your life, no more being taken advantage of. You'll be creating happy environments and situations. You'll be empowered and you'll be able to set boundaries. You'll make healthier decisions for yourself. 
You'll be surrounded only by great people. You're not going to have your energy drained from you. You're not going to waste your time. You're going to focus on joy and creating a happy life. You're going to feel fulfilled. You're going to know you're on your path. You're going to have balance in your life. You're going to attract people who are at your frequency and vibration. You're going to experience more and more growth. You're going to start feeling detached from people who act in a toxic way and their behavior will no longer affect you. You're going to focus on the future and not the past. You're going to feel more compassionate toward others. You're going to let people see the real you and you're going to celebrate it. You're going to experience better communication and more open communication. You're going to feel more love than you ever have for yourself and for others. You're going to build a strong bond with your higher power and the other side. You're going to trust that you are in the right place, right where you should be. You're going to focus your energy on self-improvement and not on the behavior of other people. You're going to live a life of satisfaction, happiness, peace, and balance because you will know in your heart that you are right where you're supposed to be. You're going to be doing what you need to be doing and everything is going to fall into place. If you just do the work, people, just do the work, okay? To learn more about me and my services and to book a session, please click the link in this podcast or visit www.angelaboswell.com. Thank you.